0: All right, Ira, here we are. It is May 4th to Star Wars Day, I guess, for those who care. Uh, oddly, like, you know, half of our listening base does care, so happy uh, Star Wars Day to those folks. May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you. That's the, right? The whole thing. Yeah. yeah okay. I'm oh, out, you. Oh, well. Uh, I mean, I'm just happy that I knew it. I'm pretty impressed with myself there uh, as a, not a hater, but just not really a fan of it. Uh, and and of those you know two fans that listen to the show and one is a huge Star Wars fan, we have to unfortunately give a congratulations. So uh, begrudging congrats to you, Bibsy, for winning the twenty twenty two sternum. Uh,
1: twenty twenty one. Yeah,
0: you're right. By Yahoo conventions, yes, you're right. <laughs> yes, no,
1: yeah, but it's been a it's been a long while for Justin. I mean, the last sternum was twenty fourteen. Uh, you know, a couple of finals appearances along the way, but. Uh... Yeah, he got it done. It was a uh, you know a growing playoff bracket. We had a very close matchup in the semis, and you know he was able to pull avers Andrew in the finals. Ultimately, it was uh, a pretty good playoff, so and all. A lot of close matchups. So yeah, I was a. Uh, I mean, sad for the league that Justin won, but you know a well earned, a well earned victory.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's kind of strange because like all season we've been saying like oh well first off this is one of like his worst draft boards ever probably right going into the season.
1: Yeah, it was a pretty weak. It's a pretty
0: rough draft for him. Um but all like all season and like we made fun of him a lot on this podcast, but we both kinda knew like he was gonna be a force, like he was just kinda gonna keep coming and and the way other teams teams were just kind of like dropping at random points, if he kinda held firm and got the right breaks, he'd be there at the end of the day and uh that's kinda what happened here.
1: Yeah, he blitzed I mean the mo- he blitzed the moves during the regular season really to you know, help uh help close the gap, I think, at points. He had a a couple of big, like, 7-2 wins versus me in the regular season that were frustrating. Uh, probably swung, like, the first round by between us. Um, but, yeah, I, I pulled up his draft board. It was pretty pretty weak. I mean, Drew Holiday in the first round, solid pick. Uh, he kept Julius Randle, and I don't think he met a fifth round value this time around. Uh, you know, some busts like uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Jalen Suggs was in there, Isaiah Roby, Stephen Adams... Uh, he had a nice pick with Scotty Barnes in the 11th round. So, I mean, imagine that guy will be staying with him for a while. But, uh, yeah, it was a pretty lousy draft. And uh, it didn't matter. A classic Justin, uh, you know, story, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, he never even really had that much of a down part of the season. Like, he started off losing three of his first four weeks. And, and, honestly, in pretty bad fashion, two of those, three, six, a two, seven. Ripped off a nine-week game, nine week win streak in the middle of the season with uh, all but two of those being Greater than five fours, uh, lost two uh, tough ones to Duran and John back to back four or five losses, and then rattled off five straight wins. Again, none of those were five four victories. So, um, like on paper, kind of a dominant season for Justin. Like he really, he really. Uh, little crazy a that he pulled it out.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, he made two trades all season. It wasn't like he was the most active guy in the trade market. Even you know he picked up De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Healed. Uh, he will played quite well Once he got to Indiana And Fox had a nice Close to the season Um But he got Fred Van Vliet That was a nice That was a nice score From Duran Who I think got a little Fleeced in the deal Uh Got Fred Van Vliet And OG And and Duran-
0: Ira Someone always gets A little bit fleeced in the deal That's how deals work You know There's always going to be A winner and loser over time well, So Yeah, yeah You know Nice uh, to just indicate The losers now and then. <laughs> Fair enough Uh I think what you really have alluded to probably four times in, in the last two minutes of you speaking, though, is that while Justin had a poor draft, uh, a poor trade season, or, or not a very active trade season, uh, he still found a way to, to win the league uh, on the back of 306 moves, which is, uh, I believe, a, a league record, right? I don't think we've ever eclipsed 300 before until uh, both he and Andrew did it. be this a record, season. yeah, I don't
1: know.
0: Yeah, our, our two finalists, uh, both over 300 moves, fairly interesting how that's the case. Our third place manager also uh, went pretty high at 274, and our fourth place manager in 91. Um, so I'd say that moves have a pretty solid impact, uh, especially when you're at certain levels uh, of winning here.
1: I think, it's, oh, I think it's apparent, especially you know when end of season, you know, you're going to see some lineup uh, changes as teams need to go into the tankathon. Um. Obviously, COVID and injuries are still prevalent throughout the season. Sure.
0: Sure. Of course. Yeah.
1: Fine. Mean, if If you want to be awarding to Andrew in the playoffs, you got to make moves. That's That's always been the case. Uh, waivers and no waivers. I mean, Corey should have won versus Andrew in the quarterfinals. Uh, Andrew barely won that matchup, and you know it was like a, a fifty-five to forty-five in games played. So, yeah, I mean, that's just, I mean, that's basic. I mean, you got you to make a little
0: effort. We said it was a, a, a nut up or shut up series for Corey as far as, like, will he ever win a sternum? And I think this is pretty proof positive, you know. It's probably not going to happen in the next five years at least. Uh, you know, things, things change obviously quickly, but um, it seems like he doesn't have the testicular fortitude to get, and get it done in the postseason when you got to make the moves. So...
1: Yeah, it's a strong roster. Disappointing yeah. to see uh, that he wasn't able to do
0: anything.
1: I uh, mean, yeah, could have been
0: the finals. By the way, you, you could probably hear it through the microphone, but I wish you could all see the smirk on Iris' face when I asked that question about the moves, and and just him smirking every time I add another layer to that that question, uh, and, and, just, that, and and the smirk coming know, out again here. I
1: just know where Paul wants to go. And well, it's the only place Paul ever wants to go in these conversations.
0: Well, well, you know, let's just let's get there to start. You know, we'll talk about some of the average finish stuff as as we go here. But since it's kind of on the run down here um i'll talk about the the playoff format with waivers justin who is our league champion just had publicly said that he would rather go to a moves limit all year long than have these continuous waivers in the playoffs so i guess what are your thoughts on that as kind of the last holdout for for no moves limits uh how you feeling there well you
1: know i feel that rather than putting moves limits in we should simply have a a fair starting time to facilitate there's no,
0: there, there's no way to do it in Yahoo, Ira. It's quite...
1: You don't need to do it through Yahoo. I mean, uh, we've people... already clarified that we don't need to follow Yahoo's rules anymore. Yeah, but
0: how, you, but how do you enforce an issue if someone if cheats someone a pickup? does it
1: before 6 a.m., you, cl- you just cancel a pickup. You penalize the manager, take a draft pick away. We've done this before. It's all the same. It's the same thing with maintaining rosters.
0: All right. And, yeah, well, we'll have to figure it out. How did you personally uh, feel about the, the playoff format with the waivers?
1: Personally, you know, I find it frustrating, especially, like, when you're in, like, a, a spot where it's, like, the guy's projected to come back in a day, and he's in your IL spot. And, like, in order to activate him from an IL spot, you have to then drop a guy a day in advance. Yeah, that, that's...
0: The IL, the IL maneuverability in Yahoo is really getting antiquated, especially with, like... Like, you would think they'd make some changes to the format just based on, like, how the league, like... How the NBA has functioned over the last five years versus the ten preceding it, you know, um, but they haven't really adapted at all. It's frustrating. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: It's tough when a guys like probable or like questionable, like, and you're 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 basically just saying, all right, I'm gonna drop a guy, and hopefully he's active," or up. but you can't make well, you can't make a day of pickup now with, this, with the uh, waiver format. So you yeah, know, I mean, I'm happy to put in twenty waivers if that's how you want to play. it. I,
0: I mean, what we really need is like we need like how baseball has the expanded roster, like in the the back end of the regular season. We need that kind of thing where like we go from. 15 slots to 20, 25 slots or something like that. That way, and like you could redraft those last 10 spots and then, and then make it a free-for-all. I mean, for, for, all, for all I care at that point. That'd be a pretty interesting uh, approach to it. Um, oh, I actually like that. I wonder if you can expand the rosters mid-season.
1: I mean, I think if the on the settings allow allowed, you know, just up the number.
0: And that way you're not, like, cycling through actual good players and, like, good players aren't showing up on every team in the playoffs. This is
1: why we did it in the first place, right? This yeah. is why we expanded it last time. Yeah, right?
0: yeah. We can keep on expanding. Well, okay, well, I'll, I'll think about that and we'll see if we can do it now that we know that you can make some sort of on-the-fly adjustments. Um, cool. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, let's talk about the Conley Accords. We're, we're kind of one year in. There's probably going to be some discussion over it this summer. Uh, I think I know your take on the economy Courts, but let's let's hear how you feel after a season of it has gone by.
1: Uh, yeah, I think when it comes to the common Courts, I think it did its job. I thought, you know, yeah, we wanted to make teams give up value in trades, and, you know, it does that. It stopped the marginal trades from happening altogether, which I think is uh, It was better than what we had. I'm sure there's ways to improve upon that format. I mean, there's still ways to give value that uh, maybe the Conley Accords don't allow, and it'd be nice if we could do that, but I mean, it's a step in the right direction.
0: Yeah, look, like, I'm all in favor of um, constantly tweaking. Like I, like, I think just based on the Conley Accords alone, we gotta put in some tightening up language this summer. I'm sure that'll get done. Um, you know, we could we can experiment with different things. I think you could do like a, almost like a one-every-three-year waiver where like you could waive the Conley Accords for a certain trade but like not be able to do it every year. uh, That could be something interesting. Um, And and like trading for the rights to that, that waiver could be an interesting thing as well. Um, But yeah, uh, you know, I I think overall, like, look, we had arguments because there was people, people uh, chose to interpret the rule in their own way that that was outside of what it was. I think what we've come to realize with our set of friends is that we're argumentative bunch. We like to push the boundaries, No matter what we do, there's always gonna be pushing the boundaries. But I think, like, once we're used to this in a year or two, it's just gonna, it will eventually stop, you know, the hardcore conflict and we'll, you know, eradicate the kind of deals that we don't want happening. So I think overall, we have to call it a success. I think it it accomplished what we did. You know, Garrett is not actually resigning as commissioner, it seems. So uh, all is good in the world there. Uh, you have on the rundown here as a state of the league item Paul being over fantasy basketball. I, I, I'm curious what you mean by that, and and I can respond.
1: Well, I think I think you you express some uh, you know just some unhappiness. I think over the course of the season, uh, whether it's complaining about injuries or just complaining about people making moves, I, I sense that uh, you know you 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 find the game has gotten stale, or you, I don't know, you like weekly, or you like having more DFS style formats. I don't
0: know. It just seems like you're a- no, well, here's the, here's the deal. Number one, I love our league. Like, um, I'm more concerned about other people's burnout than my own. Like I, like what happened with me this year? Uh, and first off, like, let's, let's be honest. When we'll look at the, the average finishes, the reality is I'm an every other year manager when it comes to playoffs and cont. And fortunately the last like, you know, decade or so when I'm in the playoffs, I'm generally kind of contending. I'm, I'm trying to get a top, you know, three spot. Um, but uh, that said, this was supposed to be a down year. I finished in eighth despite a fairly significant amount of effort. I made 88 moves, uh, which, which puts me in the upper class. Uh, I had bad—like, there's certain things you can't overcome. Bad injury luck to your good players um, and, you know, your later draft picks and, and ad drops not really panning out. Um, I just ended the breaks this year, which, which, like, obviously for anyone makes the league less fun. You have guys like Levy complaining. Like, the reality is he's been in that situation that I just described, but worse for the last like, three, four years now. So like, it's not that the game has necessarily become less fun. It's just that he's become so bad and like non-competitive. It's not fun when you're not competing. Like, that's, yeah. that's how anything in life is. Um, that's you know, good luck, I know there's been complaints from Travere, Like Same kind of deal. He has been less competitive, and like this year was a really good example of uh, you know, he kind of did the minimum and he made 38 moves, which is actually probably a record for him over the last five years. But couldn't, couldn't get into the playoffs still. Uh, I, look, I, my, my concern always is that people – because I know I'm not quitting, right? I'm going to be here. I enjoy it. I enjoy everything that comes with it. Uh, I'm always concerned that other people are going to find it less fun and don't want to be involved anymore. And then it begins to fold, right? So that, that's my main concern. I think we're kind of past the point of like, bringing on new people. Like Scott would probably join if people dropped. Potentially. But like beyond that, we're not really adding new people to this league that from like the outside. We're not we don't have that kind of bandwidth to do so. Uh, and I want it to be our, our core, you know, group of friends here being in the league together. That's what makes it special. So uh, was I bored of the season probably midway through because I just kind of saw the writing on the wall and, and nothing I could do to get going. You know, I couldn't even make a trade to get like a better second keeper that I wanted. Like nothing went for me this season. I just literally couldn't get anything going. Um, that's fine. Next season will be better. That's my perspective. Um, you know, I, I just hope that that we're doing everything we can to keep everyone else involved and interested. Uh, I think at least I think at least you know seven to eight managers are pretty engaged and enjoying the league. Um, so I, I don't think anything is that urgent. But I'm also of the mindset that I like to explore new formats and and you know if there's I've always joked that we should do something like a quarter quell in um, the Hunger Games where like every you know, tw- like five years, 15 years, 20 yeah. years, whatever you want to do. Like we just drop our format for a year, put it on pause and like do something totally different for that year as, as our game format just to keep it fresh. Um, but yeah, like, you know, I don't think it's necessarily stale. I think it's been more challenging with the COVID stuff. Hopefully as we go, it'll get a little bit easier to, to, to manage. And, and um, you know, we'll get back to how it was maybe two, three years ago. And I'd say we were kind of in the peak pe- post-college years of, of the league. So I I, I think we we'll get back there soon.
1: Yeah, well, I'm glad you're uh, you're coming in a little fresher, a little rosier on things right now.
0: Uh, I've had a month off. That's you need the off season sometimes. You just need the off season.
1: It's true, yeah, it's it's
0: yeah, it's good to step away.
1: Yeah, no, I found uh, you know I was able to adjust my defeat defeat this season well. I think you know it wasn't the end of the world. well.
0: You wanted the defeat Ira. That's that's I mean. Unfortunately for you Justin verbally said That he wants a moves limit Which was The intent of you Not winning the championship This year was that You keep your no, your no moves limit But you, 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 It's kind of a double loss now I
1: don't need I can win with moves I can win without moves I mean, I
0: have, You can't win without moves I can win without moves Moves is your lifestyle You can win But you're not going to win On a recurring basis The same way It's just not possible
1: I, I don't know I, I think and If you're not doing Anything in the playoffs Yeah you're probably Going to have a hard time But like In the regular season I don't know You can build a roster Look at John Stein and the guy still hasn't really. I mean, this season's roster was pretty weak for a playoff team, and he still made the playoffs because he has a strategy that makes him competitive. All
0: yeah, the no, time. this is this is true. This is true. But, uh,
1: yeah, no, I guess it'll be interesting. I mean, we haven't hit it yet, but I guess we could say. Do any thoughts on for the Manders meeting? And uh, we still have to do the lottery. I mean, are you thinking these should be in person events now, or these all don't resume? What's the uh, the best way to ensure? Uh, this is kind of a Lee question. I mean, do we need to? Does does change help keep the league fresh and keep people interested, or does it adding complexity and layers get people turned off and annoyed?
0: Well, I think the complexity definitely turns some people off. Some people like it. Like I think like everything in this league, it's it's basically a 50-50 split, right? Um, I don't know what new rules are going to be proposed this year. I can't see any sweeping changes going on. Um, Nothing, like, no major issues happened this season that, like, people are pissed about. John's going to keep going on about the same things he's been going on about, about, like, his one issue, you know, they couldn't drop Dame or whatever during the playoffs, like, three years ago. Um, There's always little nitpicks that we can't do sweeping change on. Um, As far as your initial question, which I think is honestly the more important one, as we talk about why the league matters and and all that, is uh, the in-person-ness of a lottery or managers meeting. Um... I personally think that the manager's meeting was really, has flourished in, in the Zoom era. Uh, that said, I, I do think the ideal is having an event that day. So we do a Zoom meeting uh, or like, honestly, the conference room here is perfect. We could have people sit around a conference table, put it up on the, on the screen for the people that aren't there to Zoom in. Um, but also again, it's still harder for those people to have their voice heard if everyone else is in person to some degree. Uh, it works at work, though. Work doesn't have twelve of us fighting all the time and trying to scream over each other. Uh, but I, I think a Zoom meeting works with like an event plan so that we all can hang out. That's what the league is really supposed to be about, you know getting getting lunch, at, you know, at Applebee's or some shit like that. You know, um, that's what it should be about. The lottery, uh, I think the lottery should just get tacked on to the manager's meeting at some point. Uh, we're, we're definitely not going to do it as part of the podcast next year. <laughs> that that definitely has not gone well. Um, you know, there's only so many days I can ask of people, so I can't see the lottery being in person additional to uh, yeah. anything else. Yeah. So maybe maybe the way we do it is we do a Zoom manager's meeting and on the day when everyone gathers we do the lottery in person. That could be a lot of fun.
1: Okay. So like a night a night lottery and uh a, yeah. a zoom meeting in the day kind of thing. That's right. Yeah, I think yeah, definitely the Zoom
0: format I think leads to better conversation in the uh, and like, managers meeting. And again, this should be like managers meeting like to me, what what is the best manager's meeting in your mind? The
1: best manager's meeting uh, out of over the years. Yeah, uh,
0: I feel like we had a good one at the Olive Garden. Uh, that the one the Olive Garden was great, and I still, but I still think like purposeful wise, I think like the one that was at my dad's office and Ruth's Chris. Like, there's something special about that, right? We uh, well, we, mean, we got dressed there? up as yeah. friends. We had a nice meal. We hung out. We went back to New Brunswick after and, and like chilled and drank. To me, like we're adults now. A lot of us like it's hard to do stuff in the day and get away from our families. But like to me, we could all get free at night. It'd be like cool to like dress up, not like dress up, dress up, but like go to a nice dinner in New Brunswick, maybe somewhere in the middle of everybody. Go out, you know, ha- have a nice meal, drink a little bit, and 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 you know, enjoy each other's friendship that way. To me, that would be like a nice way to continue this tradition going forward. Okay,
1: I like it. Yeah, we do a lottery in the middle of the restaurant could be nice.
0: Yep. Yeah. Oh, that'd be that'd be sick. Bring my bring my bingo uh, <laughs> turner in here. Still sitting right over there. I got mocked for that purchase, but it's uh give me three years now of the lottery, which is kind of wild to think about, right? So you said this is the first time you're using it? No, this will be the third time.
1: Did you use it? You used it when we did it?
0: Okay. I yeah. I remember. All right. Not people are really going to think that we fucking rigged it. If, if, you're, <laughs> if you're questioning whether I used the bingo thing or not. I think we only did it over the phone, so like you were, you know, you were on your side
1: and I was on my side. No. Nothing on my end. Okay. Um, uh, all right. Good. 120. I'll have to keep this around for a while. Uh, <laughs> um. But yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, but yeah. I think, I think we did over the phone. That's why I don't. I wasn't there to see it spinning.
0: Oh, that's right. It was over Zoom. Okay. That that makes sense. Um. Okay. Should we talk about average finish? Uh. Yeah. We can get into the
1: average finish. Why not? Um. So yeah. The I mean, the big thing, I guess, from with Justin's victory, a little exciting. He's now actually tied Trevier. In the all-time average finish. I think we're 16 seasons in now. Maybe 17 seasons in. B through us. Yeah. But uh, they both a 5.27 lifetime. Uh, John's at 5. With only 6 seasons in the books. Andrew's at 4.94. So we have a nice four-way race now for a uh, second place in the average finish. Uh, then we have, you know, like the likes of Garrett Paul, uh, Eric. But come on. <laughs> <laughs> They <laughs> like only draw the line, the Garrett. Paul's
0: I mean, here. Eric's last five seasons are 12th, 9th, 9th, 4th, and 10th. Oh, uh, right. He's Eric's really. Years, if, if, yeah. you, if you turn that one into a into like a four, uh, it's really not that much worse. It's 7 2 five, But, I mean, I feel like Garrett and I are going one way and Eric is kind of going the other. Though so things change quickly in this league, that's is, that's is for sure. Yeah. And then-
1: I haven't even uh, we've seen, but I and mean, for Justin now, I think he has improved every season in like the last uh, what was the stat? Every since twenty eleven, Justin has improved his average finish every season. So it's been uh, quite the quite the rise for Justin. It used to be in the early years like a 9 place manager.
0: Well, he's like he's actually you know he hasn't missed the playoffs in a decade. So it's uh it's pretty impressive there. He's the only one to do that. You're close. Uh, you with obviously you're, you're only you've missed the playoffs once in your history, but I mean Justin was also pretty bad in the early years of this league, so um you know interesting
1: if we have a moves limit, what that could do to Justin, I don't know.
0: I, I think it would devastate him. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know. No, well here's the thing. He he's he's still savvy. Like I think you know any moves limit, we're still gonna allow like seven to ten moves a week, I would imagine. So like I'd still get you to 140 moves, and he will be able to perform to his level of the past. With that amount of moves, I think. Uh,
1: I don't think he would have made the playoffs with that moves limit this season. Uh,
0: this season, probably not, no.
1: He had, like, some weeks probably where he dropped, like, you know, 30 moves in a week kind of thing. I
0: mean, I think Andrew's another one that would be, like, significantly impacted by the moves limit. Like, he he always says he's all for it, but, like, the last few years, he's been really propped up by by moves. Like, even the years he's missed the playoffs, he's made, like, an absurd amount of moves. So, it's it's part of his strategy as well. So, uh...
1: The, the interesting thing now is, actually, with the Colony Accords, the way they've been... Like... If we did the moves limit coming into this season, it would have had kind of crazy implications because, like, draft picks are so scattered. But, like, with the Conley Accords, like, trades don't happen as much as they used to. So, like, Justin and Andrew now have, like, almost no more draft boards coming into next year. And Justin has not have draft picks. And you know, so you're
0: saying it could actually be a catastrophe if we don't put a moves limit in this, this coming <laughs> season, that they'll have they'll have decent draft <laughs> boards and they'll be able to make all the moves that they normally make. Oh Oh, boy. Well, that also said, like, it's funny. And I always talk about how draft position doesn't really have much impact. And part of that is, like, Justin has gotten a lot of, like, steals in the late rounds in the last few years. Like, every year he has some guy or two that really, like, adds value from those late spots. Scotty Scotty Barnes, you mentioned this year. Um, I think he had Christian Wood in past seasons. R- Rashawn Holmes. Like, so- sometimes it actually is beneficial. Like, Almost the worst place to be is to have too many picks in, like, the 7th and 8th round. There's almost, like, a lot of guys there that, like, should be earlier rounds, but they have injury problems or they're fluky. And, like, you just do better off having picks in, like, the ninth, 10th round to some degree. Um, So, yeah, I mean, there's trade-offs to everything. Uh, We should be afraid, though, I think, you're right, if there's no moves limit into the season with with Justin with a a fairly steady board. Uh, (laughs) But no different than any other year, I suppose no he'll just he'll just get to his goal in a different in a different manner
1: yeah well, we'll see but yeah it's uh i guess other tidbits and i mean right now the only team that's really in a big like no a playoff drive spell uh levy right now, four straight seasons four know.
0: three of the last four years in eleventh place he had a third place before that in twelfth the year before that um i mean he's I mean, nobody's dank bad because Dank has made the playoffs once since 2009. <laughs> um, uh,
1: yeah, he had his fifth place uh, <laughs> the year prior.
0: So, you know, you yeah. can
1: ride that for at least like three or four years. I think, yeah, or he doesn't need to make the playoffs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Duran's average finish, ooh, he's sliding. Like, that he's below Levy and Corey is actually surprising to me. Um, he, he still hasn't, like, Duran, if you're listening, your, your big accomplishment for, for next year is to get over the the COVID season, okay? It's been two years now. <laughs> like, your championship is not coming back that year, okay? You just got to, like, move on mm-hmm. and, and accept it and try to win again. That's Because you had a nice little run there before before uh, 2019. So let's, let's get back to it, Duran.
1: Yeah, a stretch of, like, where you thought, like, maybe this team could actually, like, win around in the playoffs. But uh, we'll never know. And Who knows? Yeah, we didn't get to see that COVID season play out, which is unfortunate. It would have been interesting to see uh, Duran test things out in the playoff format. But, uh, yeah, right now... I mean, looking at the draft board for next season, there's, you know, some teams have loaded up and Paul's got a few more picks. Really, Duran now will be coming back with vengeance. He's got a two third rounder, three third rounders, an extra fourth, an extra fifth, a couple extra sixths. So he will be a team to watch next year, hoping that we see, you know, maybe even a first round bye, maybe if he plays a, a strong season. But uh, the rest of the league is kind of up for
0: grabs, so. As it should be. That's that's a good sign, I'd say.
1: Yeah, it should be a nice slugfest. I mean, it's fun when I uh, think things get, get topsy turvy and you have like a team like a Dank or an Eric or a Dron loaded because you know that kind of puts them over the top.
0: But uh, also, there is like more room for like volatility when that happens. Like, just like you know, those guys are gonna make some weird deals where they're actually giving up value because they want like they smell the the, the opportunity. So it just makes for a more exciting league when like. A Bottom feeder is basically like in a good spot. I, I always enjoy that,
1: yeah. No, no, no question. I, I enjoy seeing uh evolution in the league, so yeah, hopefully, we change things up next season some more. Uh, yeah, we can see maybe the Durons and the hopefully, Dan can get a little healthier. I mean, Corey had a great season, maybe he can do it again, uh, with a little, little effort in the playoffs. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Somebody like a Trevere who who made no moves this season. It's uh didn't pick a direction. It's uh scary to think where he's going next year.
0: His direction's always, you know, it's the same and yeah, well really this year he had more balanced team than past years, he didn't go like shooters only. Um maybe he's gonna revert back to that strategy, but that hasn't really worked out for him in a bit either. Uh yeah, he has he has some decisions to make. He didn't sell though, he didn't go for it. It's just to do
1: nothing is uh, Yeah, and
0: I had offers with him for Harden and he like wouldn't even entertain it and like that looks kind of silly now To some degree Yeah
1: One's got to wonder If uh, Well Should we swing to I, I made a quick scr- Scratch Very
0: helpful for me Who has obviously done Zero research on this <laughs> Since our last conversation On the topic So I, I appreciate the research Ira Yeah
1: no Well it's always fun To try and picture The keepers for each team And kind of see how things Play out But like Is Just touching upon Is James Harden a keeper anymore I mean, it's Especially with the playoffs He's having With the Sixers And like I mean just yeah,
0: well, the thing is, he shouldn't be on Trevier's team, right? I mean, Trevier has uh, Trey Young. He has KD. Is KD still a weight keeper for him? Uh, I think at this point, he'd have to be a, like a first couple-round keeper. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, KD proved his medal this year. He's he's back, uh, in my opinion. Um, he has uh, Kyrie, who, like assuming he's going to play a full season next year, which it seems like he's going to, should be a monster. Like he yeah, has, you would keep Kyrie? Yeah. I wouldn't personally. Like, I don't want him personally, but like there's options here. Um you know, like I think he'd probably a better option than, than James Harden, no? I don't
1: know. I mean I don't know, with the way the world's going, I don't know if I want to keep a Kyrie Irving. Just it's also just bad mojo, I feel like, for the roster. I don't know. You have Trey Young still. You you got James Harden, you got Kevin Durant, I don't know. Would you really want to take Kyrie in the third round if you were drafting? I mean, drafting?
0: and you could also do like a late, a late keeper situation. Like Cade Cunningham kind of came on towards the end of the season. If you think he'll like rein in his, I mean, Trump doesn't really care about turnovers, but like, you know, that's a guy that could really put up numbers going forward. The third round, so yeah, that's a little early, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, I do like his his
1: profile for next season? Like he had like a pretty strong rookie year, all in all, but
0: yeah, I don't know if you want to take him in the third round or not. But, yeah, I mean, if you think maybe he could... like, the fourth round? Yeah, fourth round would be a little high, I guess. Um, I personally still like Harden. That's why I was trying to trade for him. But, you know... We're running out of time. Yeah, we're running out of time here. Um, all right, let's go to the next team. We've talked about Trev's keeper situation. It's the same keeper situation for the last, like, five <laughs> seasons now. Um, Actually, I was say, knowing Trev, maybe he does keep Cade and just say, fuck it, Cade in the fourth Yeah, round. he does get, like... He, not emotional decisions, but, like, he gets... He loves the like Andrew. He Andrew. He, he likes the new guy. Uh, and for is lucky in that, like, it always kind of pays off for him, it seems like. You know, whenever he does something stupid with his keepers, or that we all think is stupid, it tends to work out. So,
1: Trey, go Durant. And yeah. And Cade in the fourth, you know. Yeah. 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 Who'd you want to hit?
0: Uh, let's go down your, your rundown here. Let's start with our champion, Justin. Uh, let's see what he's returning this year. Plus, you know, like, you know, we like to make fun of Justin on here. Let's make this his day. You know, <laughs> he's a winner. He's a regular listener to this podcast. Like, let's let's try to make him happy for once, you know, here. All right, so... Who do you believe his keepers are going to be?
1: Uh, so I pulled out. I mean,
0: I have to assume Scotty Barnes in the 10th round is
1: too good to pass up. Uh, you know, a, a nice, solid rookie season. And you figure, you know, the shooting's only going to improve. He's probably only going to increase his role in the Raptors' system. You know, went for like 15-7, and seven, three assists. But
0: basically check every box in the stats. And like good defensive stats, which like... I mean, for a rookie, like everything he's doing and a guy who... Like, people weren't so sure about what he what his role would be and all that. I mean, he's really kind of flourished. I think it would be insane not to keep him in that late round.
1: Yeah. I would say he has Fred Van Vliet also. I, I might be a season to fade on Raptors, I feel like, just because Nick Nurse really overtaxed these guys throughout the season. Like, they all played, like, minutes in, like, the high 30s. So I might. I think I wouldn't go Fred Van Vliet. I think I'm trying to go towards, like, DeMontis Sabonis now in Sacramento. And maybe I still go Donovan Mitchell. I know it's you know like not not a not a popular choice right now in the NBA, but the guy puts up made a big steals boost. He puts up the scoring stats always strong percentages, lots of triples. Um, I don't know whether well, he's in Utah or New York. Uh, he should get what he wants.
0: And like I think either way, he like no matter what happens to him next year, he's probably gonna be happier than this year. He he won't need to ice out his center anymore, so maybe his assists will go up. Um, so, I, look, I think Mitchell's a good player. I think he made a little bit of a mini, mini fantasy leap this year. Um, I think he's definitely keepable over, over Van Vliet. Uh, another guy I, I targeted in the uh, keeper trade market that Justin didn't want to part with. Or, Dur- no, Duran didn't want to make a deal with me and then trade him to Justin. So uh, thanks for that, Duran. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think, I think Justin's going to be in a good starting place this year, uh, especially because of that Scotty Barnes pick. Sabonis so um be interesting to see in his new role and he's going to have an opportunity to get more blocks and steals. If he does get that, I think he's a like a lock keeper pretty much, uh, along with everything else he does. So,
1: Yeah, he's, he's unique. For a center to be giving you know pretty much stats in every category, is, uh, it's rare. And they, have the, I mean, they have Dan Fox, but they just got some bonus. He's going to have plenty of runs still.
0: Totally agree. Uh, let's go down the line here. Let's go to Andrew. Yeah, I should say,
1: uh, as I was looking at his draft results... Another interesting option could be—he uh, has Desmond he Bain in the fifteenth round. He took him, so I mean that's someone to consider. I mean, no, he has to keep that, him. Has to keep him.
0: He averaged eighteen point two, four point four, and two point seven, and he's going to keep him in the fourteenth round. You I mean, could keep mellow Ball though, and I mean I think the uh, the sixth round. Yeah, but that's classic like value. Like you will never replace that value in the fourteenth round. Like you could. You could, if, he made the draft Lamello in like the four, third or fourth round
1: keep, yeah, But he's, worth, but
0: he's worth that value Desmond, You'll never find Desmond Vane value in the 14th round
1: uh, and, and,
0: and this is me who was so ignorant you, about
1: Desmond Vane's that good also I mean you should just ask the question I mean mm-hmm. he put up 18
0: points and had three three-pointers But like, Is yeah, your question could he run his own team by himself? I don't know but that's not going to be the case next season
1: uh, it's it's one of those like Louis stat profiles That's kind of like I don't know I just feel like You're, you're
0: concerned You're concerned that What's going to happen To Kyle Anderson this season Is going to happen To Desmond Bain next season That's kind of what You're getting at yes, yes So but it's still worth A fire in the 14th round To get this Like what if he improves but, what, what if what if he gets better
1: yeah, Alright right, right now We're saying we're Keeping Lamello as one of our You're first, saying, yeah. At, well, as one of our first two round keepers, so that means what? We're keep we're dropping John Morant. Who's an Andrew Staple? I don't think John Morant. No, in he's keeping. Count. He's going to keep John on so now. So he's dropping Devin <laughs> Booker then.
0: <laughs> oh. so this is the trade off. Uh, and Andrew's drafting. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think you just have to live with it. I, I honestly.
1: So, you're dropping those 27 points, five boards, five assists.
0: I'm probably dropping. Um,
1: Pretty elite percentages from Booker.
0: Mm-hmm. <sighs> this is a tough one. I mean, if anything, drop ja. Me I might drop. Drop Ja. Me too. Think... I know. Well, I know. We both were like, Andrew's not dropping <laughs> Ja. But um, I know. This is a tough one. You can't drop a mellow. Uh, who are they hiring as a coach? Do we have. Uh, the, they were actually linked to Antonio,
1: so. Okay. Uh, oh, Hornets.
0: Jesus Christ. Well, he definitely can't drop.
1: Which is, like, just going even more in on, like,
0: what this team does already, offense. <laughs> Oof. Mm. Yeah, I mean, see, like, this is why... And, I mean, he made it to second place, so I'm not going to question his actual managing. But, like, to me, I would have looked at this situation and been like, I could trade, like, Desmond Bain for the house. Like, you like,
1: probably get... He
0: if he was smart, he would have been like, hey, look, this is going to be the best guy drafted in the next... Like, this will be the best late-round keeper of the next two, three years like give me give me two quality guys and uh and a pick, and he could have made it worth worth the while uh yeah he's gonna have a hard decision um, hmm. yeah, to me, I think he's gonna oof, Booker's a hard one to, you can't just get rid of Booker though. I don't know, It's tough. I guess we'll see how how Booker's hamstring is is being talked about and and all that uh. And maybe he thinks about which which one of these guys is possibly more re- recapturable in the in the third round, and maybe he goes that route uh but i, I think he's going to keep being that's my that 's my hunch yeah yeah, yeah.
1: No, I think the uh, the late round keeper is is hard to get away from, i think yeah, yeah. just you know when you see that number in that name that's nice, but all right let's swing next to uh Daron. okay who I picked DeJounte Murray uh Jamal Murray is the 10th rounder yep. and I think the best that's best thing on this roster is Jeremy Grant uh-huh. no belief
0: in Ben Simmons right yeah so,
1: <laughs> I guess we should, have, we should mention his name Ben Simmons Isabel and, and,
0: and, and that's it we don't talk about <laughs> him anymore that's it uh, sorry you said DeJounte Murray uh, Jamal Murray uh, which by the way like Duran, I know the shy turp name is great and I'm all about keeping like historical <laughs> names but you might just got to do like the brothers Murray is your name or something like that um, okay, so sorry, who is the third guy you had him keeping? Or is Grant? Yeah, I think Jer- it's
1: Jeremy Grant, right? I, yeah. I guess you can go Jordan Poole.
0: But uh, 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 Jeremy Grant, 19.2, 4.1, 2.4, not great supporting stats this year, I believe. Eh,
1: there were, the, the supporting stats were okay.
0: I just don't know, like, as that team keeps bringing guys, like, he's gonna fall, like, he's just not gonna touch the ball as much. Uh, he had he, like, should have got rid of him two years ago. Uh, or like at least this, coming into this past season, he should have got rid of him. Uh, maybe you keep Brook Lopez like, as a no. He, he like you just assume that if he's healthy, he's going to put up numbers again. Uh, oh, Kaminga, he's not going to play enough yet. Yeah. Swaggy Poole. I mean that's that's probably the guy. I'd keep him over Jeremy Grant.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right, I think Poole Pool in the draft. He might. I think Pool was also a late round. Um, Poole's a ninth nice rounder. All right. Not that good.
0: I don't know if I, 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 to, to me, between Poole and Murray You're going to get like You're going to get A second round value guy So You just well, You just be bet defense. on the two of them
1: Yeah, I mean You definitely have the score in there um, So I mean, the guards Will be coming in strong If you keep Pool. Yeah I mean, figure if the, I mean, I guess Clay's more of a factor Next season But Hard to say I don't know Andrew I don't know. Look we'll at the playoffs It seems like
0: everyone's, everyone's Eating tough. there It's just Like, honestly If he's coming off the bench He's just going to be super efficient Which is not Which is like a good thing For our fantasy league
1: Yeah
0: So I think that's where I'd go um, yeah. Yeah. And Duran said from the outset He wanted draft picks But like support poor
1: playoff managing Not to have gotten any Better keeper Oh uh, totally Any,
0: any traded Fred Van Vliet To line up with this Like I, I don't know what, what the intent was there for, just, To me Fred Van Vliet Would have been like The lock second keeper here
1: Yeah well Yeah but even like I don't know, You could have dropped You could have added somebody Like Shea Or OG got dropped Like there were guys out
0: there Yeah no, right? that, that, that's That's true for sure Alright let's, let's keep moving Yes, uh,
1: I think next up we had Eric's team. He's got top two, I think, are pretty clear with uh, Luca and Tyrese Halliburton in mm-hmm. uh, Indiana, which might even be a better system for him than he had with Sacramento. It seems like our Carlisle has mm-hmm. gotten over his old geezer ways and is just letting the, the on point guard run
0: the ship for once. Um, this team looks stacked with keepers, no? Like, like <laughs> options. He has Aiton, who like... We've got to see where he winds up. He's a free agent this summer. I think he'll wind up back in, in Phoenix. I mean, and if Chris Paul's there, he's going to keep putting up numbers. Um, you know, Jalen Brunson, another potential free agent. Uh, like, that guy could explode next season. That, 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 that's a risk, of course, too. Where did you take Jalen Brunson? I don't
1: think Jalen un- was un- not undrafted. Drafted. So he'd be a nice He's keeper. still worth
0: that flyer, probably. Um, that's why I have, I have Jalen Brunson being the keeper on this team. Yeah, right I think now. it's got
1: to be. I mean, he, I guess he could be Aiden in the third round or something.
0: And to me, like, maybe you take Aiden over Halliburton just for positional diversity, but, like, you could probably grab... Where he's drafting, he could probably grab Aiden in the third round, you know, or or someone like Aiden. Yeah. Yeah, Halliburton, 15-3, no. 4-8, two. Yeah, you got to keep those guys. Yeah, he's in good shape for next year. That's what I think. Uh, Got to draft a little bit better next season, but uh, I think he's right there. Yeah,
1: I guess Tyler Hero on the 11th would be no. a keeper option.
0: No, not really. <laughs> All right,
1: all right. Kind of like a Jordan Poole. Uh, anyway. All right, let's keep moving. Another this, – this team I find to be, like, a very interesting one is Dan's team.
0: Uh, a lot of, lot of decisions again.
1: Yeah, some big decisions here. I mean, this team – this roster has never got off the ground this season with yeah. Zion. I mean, refusing to play. Um, Paul George, you know, kind of saying midway through the year, like, hey, we rest up for the playoffs and Kevin came back and – he looked amazing when he played, but like, how much is he going to play? Um, you, you have Bam. Bam will be definitely a keeper. Yes,
0: Bam is, Bam is the lock on this roster.
1: Terry Rogier had a great season. I mean, three triples, 19 points.
0: I don't know why we're still doubting Terry Rozier. Yes. Why are we still doubting Terry Rogier's ability?
1: What, I he, mean, he's cause, good. Because in Charlotte, what is he in the pecking water? Fourth? It doesn't and matter. <laughs> that, that's the concern. Everything all right over there? <laughs> Looks like 116. Uh, 10 minutes away. All right. Uh, Lunch is coming soon. But we also have a timeline for our podcast today, so we'll be running on the clock. We're going to have to carry some of our segments.
0: Oh, we can, we can always be, we can do uh, a second okay, part man, when we come man, back. All right, this could be a two-part. I think it might be. We're, we're going a little long here, and, and I'm liking it, so right, no, I'm having fun. No problem. Uh, So, Rozier.
1: Rozier is a ninth-round keeper, so I think now he'd be like, uh, I think, a seventh or a sixth-rounder.
0: So, okay, if I'm dead, here's what I'm doing. I'm keeping – I'm not keeping Zion.
1: Not keeping I'm Zion. I'm not
0: keeping – at this point, you need to say to yourself, "Look, I need I need to have guys who are going to play."
1: The guy did a three sixty dunk, I think, in uh, during the playoffs. Already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I
0: need I need guys who are going to play. Um, you know, he's th-
1: played twenty four games as a rookie, sixty one last season, and zero in year three. Kind of like a Joel Embiid learning curve.
0: I I just don't know the other the other kind of. Where was it? was Okongu drafted or no? Uh, there's like if there's a there's a chance that like Atlanta trades? If, if Atlanta trades Capella in the offseason uh, no, this is not crazy to me. Trade's a little crazy. He's not like no, to me they could trade him and Okangu becomes right, a well, top we'll three round guy.
1: Well, if they trade him we can have the conversation. But I'm having
0: now projecting what could like a not unrealistic trade. Him coming to Atlanta seemed bonkers at the time also. I mean, he was Houston, and they traded him. You know, I, I don't see why, you know, they don't trade him to, like, Philly as a backup or something oh, like but
1: that. You're still just keeping O'Connor, I think, in the ninth round, which is instead of keeping Zion in the third or keeping Tyrone um, in the
0: sixth. I just don't—I like, think Zion, you could draft in the fifth round this year. So, like, keeping him as a top-two keeper, like, has no value.
1: Yeah, no, I actually, I, I do agree with you. It's time to cut Zion loose. I think you go Paul George. Get him, like, him, get him
0: later. Get him later mm-hmm. if you want to.
1: But yeah, it, I mean, you could grab Zion in the third round, maybe the fourth if you wanted to. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I imagine Durant is one of his picks on Zion if, uh, if he's sitting it there. It feels like a
0: Durant guy to you? Well, just like, yeah, so many
1: early picks. Like, yeah. That's the kind of swing you take. Yeah. Uh, kind of like Chevier's draft with Kyrie yep. uh, this season. Uh, who was next in line? Uh, my team. I mean, I think...
0: I was not going to reveal any secrets. Uh, let's move on.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm... I mean, there's a—I guess we'll see second keeper. I mean, it's kind of—I have, like, options again, like Shea, or I could go with, like, uh, Chris Middleton, Pascal Siakam. I think I'm leaning Nikola Vucevic right I, I was going
0: to say Vucevic is, like, a sure thing as it comes in fantasy, I feel like, for, like, a decade now, it seems. Um, I don't think he's been around that long, but, like, it, it just feels like he's been an institution. And uh, even going to a new team this year, he just puts up the same numbers every game, never really injured long-term. Just a, a ste- steady, steady hand. Uh, so, yeah.
1: And hopefully his influence can get AD to,
0: uh, you know, be on the floor and just uh, give me some first-round value this season. Yeah, sure, definitely. Uh, Anthony Edwards, is a late-round keeper for you?
1: Yeah, that's no question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what round do you have him in? He's uh, going to be a ninth-round keeper. Very nice. So, Very nice. Yeah, it's a good place. Uh, Garrett's team, who's, you know, we're, we're kind of like at this point, our two rosters. Um, he's keeping Tatum, obviously, who's, you know, kind of ascending, I think. Um, I,
0: I, I think we have clarity now but
1: the,
0: the, the, He won that trade, yeah, yes won that deal, Well, yeah. I, I won the trade <laughs> wow. Garrett came in second place in the trade And Andrew came in a distant third in the trade I'd say I got, I, I got, got everything I didn't give up anything in that trade <laughs> well, I
1: don't know, You just got a fourth rounder, right? They just paid you to
0: pursue They arbitraged me <laughs> like, they, They're like, do, we, do you want to be part of an arbitrage oper-? Garrett literally came to me He's Garrett. like, Paul, you like being involved in weird trades I'm like, Garrett, you're giving up more value than you need to For no reason, but okay Anyway, I'll stop ranting. It's
1: it's guys like Garrett that make people think the trade market should be a lot easier than it is. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah. So, Garrett is, despite Carl Anthony Towns' challenges in the playoffs, I assume he's still going to be kept for next season. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, You can't base base fantasy based on the playoffs. It's very dumb.
1: Yeah, well, some managers might. But, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it.
0: Dumb managers. (laughs) Uh, Who else? Where is Garland drafted?
1: He went, like, in the fifth round, so...
0: It I, may still be worth it.
1: I, I doubt it. He, he acquired Gary Trent Jr. from me to, with the intent of keeping him. He would be a 12th-round keeper. Um, we should mention this roster does have a Bron James, but also Gary doesn't have a third-round draft pick right now, so right. he would have to make some maneuvers to you know, acquire a pick to even keep him.
0: Who do you have as the second keeper?
1: He has Tatum and Cat.
0: Oh, Tatum and Cat. Duh.
1: It's a pretty low... I mean, he could keep LeBron. I don't know. He, LeBron had been six games last year. I mean, are you convinced he can exceed that amount next year? It's...
0: No, I think you had to let him go. Which is kind of... Is this the first time LeBron is not going to be a keeper? Uh, I think it might be. I think it might be. In his again. entire... Wow, this, this is monumental. Uh, yeah. Now that Garrett hears this, he's definitely not keeping him.
1: <laughs> maybe maybe Levo come calling. I don't know, but... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it, it's, I mean, he also has Zach Levine. It's a loaded roster, so, like, this roster is letting some real nice uh, nice guys go back into the draft. Uh,
0: Levy should come here and offer to, like, swap future draft picks to get one of these keepers. And, well, should we go to Levy now? Or maybe Duran should, but, yeah, uh, yeah, that's it, Levy. Um, Brutal. <laughs> uh, like, literally atrocious. Well, hey,
1: Levy did a good job, at least. He got Giannis. He grabbed Chris Paul off the waiver wire when yep. Garrett cut, cut him loose. He actually went on a plane in the regular season again, when. He thought he was out for the year. Yeah. Um. So he has Giannis. He has Chris Paul. He has Evan Mobley, who's you know looking like I don't even think he really realized it until like it was mentioned to him recently. Uh. Yeah. You know Evan Mobley in the like, seventh round. Yeah.
0: Is a is a very nice is required one? keeping. Um. What what do you do with Kawhi? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I still don't know. If I think based on my teams. I think based on my Zion theory, it's the same thing. You you don't keep him. Chris Paul, like Chris Paul, is at the point where like we all keep not keeping him, and like it's very stupid that we don't keep him. But we've all at least wise up that he's like a third or fourth round, like third third round pick at least. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Apparently, Chris Paul can go vegan and become a keeper again. Yeah, my, going
1: vegan for me didn't make my back heal. So, yeah.
0: you know, so you don't you don't buy like the Herb Herb Jones keeper status for Levy, like like every every uh, podcaster in the world is talking about. You know
1: I mean, hey, look, He's a nice
0: yeah. role player But uh, yeah, great role player. <laughs> He's not going to play next season But uh, Sure
1: I mean if Zion comes back Yeah, it's a, yeah. I mean Herb Zahn's going to be scoring Eight points a game He'll put up great skills And blocks And mm-hmm. threes But uh, There's only so much You can get from him I agree Nice keepers though Hopefully Levy wants to play Next year Yep Agreed uh, What's it Corey's roster I guess Another uh, You know He's set up Maybe to come back And be competitive Next year um, oh, I think definitely, yeah He's got Joel Embiid And I don't know Just All these injuries I don't know I realize it's the playoffs It's happening But like Is, is this guy really uh, Like a First two round fantasy staple I don't know I'm, I'm, Yes ugh. I MB? don't know what Yahoo did in the offseason But they had the preseason what? rankings there. The
0: rankings don't make any sense anymore Can we just talk? start there? The rankings are like Atrocious I mean, they're overvaluing something. The in-season rankings, I think, are fine, but like the preseason stuff, I don't know. Like, they're well, they they're they in... have projections. That's what it's it's based on their projections. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, this team's gonna keep like, unless he wants to keep Jalen. But Brown, Joel's last season, month, Ira. Is... I mean, the dude's fucking incredible.
1: He puts up stats, but just the health is always gonna be an issue for this guy. I don't
0: know. What's He's been his... pretty clean health the last year or two in the regular season.
1: Eh, this That's
0: regular fun. season, he was
1: good by his standards. He was, he the, was the number
0: two ranked game. player in Yahoo.
1: I don't think he was number two ranked.
0: That's though. what I'm seeing. Uh, let
1: me see. Uh, let me. I think the stats have changed now with the offseason. season. Okay. Let me see the average stats. Twenty or number three, I guess average stats. Uh, all right, and that's. All right. It says two for the total rankings for the year. Oh no, this is twenty twenty. Uh, okay, no, excuse me. All right. I think it's correct.
0: That's fine. Anyway, okay. he's, he's taking. He's keeping Joel.
1: Joel and Joel be a very dangerous combination.
0: Keeping Joel. Uh. Okay. His other options here: C.J. McCollum. Who, again? The Pelicans like you don't know what they're going to be next year, but I mean he's been pretty strong, uh, all year really. And then he got traded there. He's been strong. Uh, Mikal Bridges is he a late round keeper for Levy? I'm talking about Corey. Uh, oh, for Corey. I'm sorry, Mikal.
1: I would nah. He was a draft pick, but I mean Miles Bridges. I think you could probably keep if you wanted to, and like he's on this roster. Yeah, Miles would be a. Uh, a seventh rounder, so somebody to
0: consider. I mean, he has Josh Giddy. Giddy's, yeah, you got to keep Giddy. I think, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, Giddy's season. The stats weren't perfect, but you figure he's going to improve, like with another year of development. The,
0: the, there is Giddy does feel like one of those guys. Like, I don't know if he's Luca. Like, people want to think he's like the next Luca, but um, it's like. That food. is two minutes away. Uh, yeah, I heard a knock. I thought that might have been the food. Yeah, I think that was
1: maybe
0: the door or something. All right,
1: we're getting hungry. Um, um, but no, Giddy's percentages were a problem. Forty-two percent, seventy-one percent, three point two turnovers per rookie. Yeah. Those oh, are all bad.
0: Hopefully, he doesn't just look at scoring and take Jalen Brown. Giddy, like uh, Giddy and Giddy could be a guy that could like regress in his sophomore year. Or Oklahoma City brings in some more talent. He doesn't get quite the same thing. Uh, uh, Arizona pauses to talk to the uh, to the guy here. Excuse me.
1: Hello? Okay, uh, well, we'll buzz you in this. Oh, uh, it's outside? Okay. okay, awesome. Thank
0: you. All right, we're gonna, we're gonna pause this recording uh, and uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna come back with Good our food now. critiques later. All right, I rode back here. Took a little break to have our Popeyes. I would take a meeting, you know. Through
1: the looking
0: glass. Right? The, we'll get to the Popeyes in a few minutes. Uh, let's finish our rundown here. Let's talk about John's team.
1: Alright, so after many years of, uh, he finally was able to put together the Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, uh, dynamic duo to lead his team to... Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, Steph Curry, Dame Lillard, Miles Turner. Terrific trio. That's how John sees this, okay? Oh,
1: I didn't realize the Miles Turner... (laughs) (laughs) Miles <laughs> Turner being the only center on the roster, <laughs> the only player getting blocks, besides Nurkic, I guess. I mean,
0: John's, John's yeah. poor finish last year is because he didn't have Miles Turner on the roster. Let's let's keep it very clear here. Right,
1: right. The curse of the Turner. It's like a, it's like the opposite of the Gobert effect, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so this team, I think, I mean, I guess to bring you back, Dame and Steph, they're not going to break it up, even though Dame kind of had a disastrous year with only twenty nine games played. And look, and
0: looked atrocious might we had as well.
1: Yeah, he got off to a really bad shooting start. Uh, he only finished he finished the year at forty percent shooting, so it wasn't pretty. Um and then I think that I mean, you know, John's latest, you know, master keepers team that's gonna win the league is Clay Thompson as the eleventh round keeper, I think, right? So Uh yeah, at? I think
0: that's what we're looking at. Eleventh or tenth, I'm not sure. The 11th? Uh, I think he got Clay I thought he took him in the eleventh.
1: Got Clay in the 12th. So okay,
0: yeah. wow. So I think mean it's Clay
1: Thompson. He's not
0: exactly a top thirty fantasy player uh, in mean, especially again, as we talked about, like if, if Poole steps up, if Kaminga gets more of a role next season, uh Clay will be the guy to get squeezed, I think. Uh just based on his injury history. Like I'm sure he would be fine stepping back in the regular season to ensure that he's healthy for the playoffs, you know. Uh wouldn't even be shocked to be like set out the first month of next season to if, if it's a long postseason for them this year. Uh,
1: yeah, I guess Is it worth Entertaining the conversation uh, Is DeMar DeRozan uh, Better As a third round keeper I mean Just uh, keep DeMar as third DeMar's
0: round. like the Chris Paul Also Like no one likes keeping him He like hasn't Probably been kept In a while now But like he's And Durant needs to keep him Actually But uh, uh He put up monster numbers Zach Levine's a free agent If he doesn't come back It's gonna stay that way Probably Um uh, Yeah If Levine left I was surprised if Levine leaves. Yeah, me too. I think he finally, like, he's just... At some point, you have to you see yourself in a good situation after not being in one for a while. You just gotta, you know, take a little bit less money if that's what it comes down to.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's not going to take much of a pay cut. But, like, in today's league, like, you can leave anyway, you know? Yeah. You got your money, you know. You're on a good team. Maybe it's not the championship-winning team, but it's a lot better than we had. So, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think you can do it with DeMar. I mean, excellent season, but... I don't know. I guess you still stick with Dean
0: Are there other? Where was D'Angelo Russell drafted this year? I
1: think he was in earlier. Uh, Russell was a seventh rounder.
0: That may be your flyer. Take him in the sixth.
1: Sixth round over Clay. Nah, I, was, I think you still gotta
0: stick with Clay. I probably would as well. Um, yeah, that's probably the shot. That's probably the choice. You want Larry Markman? <laughs> no, I definitely don't. I definitely don't want Larry Markman. <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely
1: not. Al Horford was earlier
0: in the draft, uh, but again, like yeah. Time Ward is there, like yeah, things can change. Al Horford, see, like this Yahoo's rankings are fucked, man. Al Horford was ranked thirty fifth for the season. I mean, yeah, you I mean, tell me, me. he's the thirty fifth best fantasy player this year.
1: You have to appreciate like the number
0: of games the guy played. I guess mean, uh, so. I guess so. That I guess stuff so. Stuff works. I know. Yeah, health first. I, I yeah, health first.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's also efficient. The reason Justin's team did so well in the playoffs was he finally was efficient, which is like, it's kind of like underappreciated fantasy. But if you can actually make it so still efficient, if, if you can pull it off in both
0: efficiency categories, all, all three efficiency categories, and all, it's very much easier to grab two stats. I, I'm with you there.
1: Yeah, so But, yeah. I mean, no, I wouldn't be grabbing out Horford with a 30th pick in the draft. But, you know, there's something to be said for like a stable guy that you grab at like 50, you know you know, he's going to just be a plug-and-play. Yep. All right. Let's hit the uh, final team is your own, Paul. Uh, another year of Nikola Jokic
0: wasted. Um, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say I wasted last season. I came in third.
1: Right, well, yeah, I guess.
0: I guess. Yeah. That was nice to see.
1: You know, when you have the top fantasy player by a country mile, you know, you kind of hope that uh, you at least him a playoff appearance.
0: I know. it is a tough season. Literally, the entire team fell apart around him this year, so... Uh, Bradley Beal injured, uh, teasing for a long time, And then wound up ending the season early with surgery. Uh, never really got in a rhythm when he was healthy, to be honest. Uh, shooting very poor. Let, let's look at these percentages. These were pretty bad. Uh, yeah, he shot forty-five uh, oh, percent, which is just below his average. Thirty percent from the, like he averaged one point six threes a game, which like not what you think of when you think Bradley Beal. Uh, that's thirty percent from the three, which is. Five points lower than his, like, career worst. Uh,
1: score he took a pretty big dip. Yeah. I mean, 23 points from a guy who was going for over 30 two years prior. Uh, so, yep. it was definitely a setback.
0: Turnover stayed high. Steals went down a little bit. Like, it, it was just a rough season, like, to the point where I was trying not to keep him. Uh, I didn't really get moves. Like, I could theoretically keep... Robert Williams, as my number two keeper, not feel terrible about it.
1: Who would be your third, your late keeper then?
0: Uh, Chris Duarte's an option. Franz Wagner's an option. No. Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie's an option, depending on what happens with Brunson, I think. I don't know, I think you're... I think I'm stuck, though. Yeah. I think I'm stuck.
1: Eh, yeah, Franz Wagner's
0: not... Jalen Smith... To... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs>
1: Moses Brown, the breakout's
0: coming, right? I, I have him on the roster. And you got Pukaszewski and OKC. I have a lot of guys that had like a good yeah, week. Have so I have a cool. lot of guys that had a good week. These are the Garrett 5%ers all over again. Yeah. Quinn <laughs> uh, Capella, you know, tough cool. season. Yeah. Maybe yeah. if he gets traded somewhere where he could just be a pick-and-roll lob man and like they use him a lot. Uh, yeah, he still wasn't awful,
1: but just, yeah, I don't
0: know. Yeah. Like you, from being dominant to like... Uh, to being a little bit subdominant. Which is, like, the blocks weren't really there as much this year, I think, right? Is that yeah. accurate? Let's see. What uh, He averaged... 1.3. 1.3, but that's down from two the previous year. 1.8, 1.5, 1.9. Um, he played worst. in a lot of games. He played 74 games this season, which is pretty good. His free throws took a a, a plummet from an already bad spot. Um, I
1: think that was minutes cut down the stretch by...
0: Okongwu, yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, we'll see what happens. Um... There's a world in which I, I don't think Bill's ready to come back, and maybe I keep Capella too. Uh, you know, we'll 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 see what happens here. There's not there's not a lot of good options here, honestly. Um,
1: yeah, you're in a tough spot, but you should and be I, happy I, for I, Robert Williams at least. I mean, I feel like you're not happy enough usually with Robert Williams. I think you should be quite happy
0: with Robert no, Williams. No, because like when he plays, he's fantastic. Uh, but then also like he averaged 29 minutes a game this season in 61 games. That's not enough. Like get on the floor, ten points a game, nine points. Like, give him the ball. I understand you have Tatum and Brown, but like, the guy must be open all the fucking time. <laughs> He's shooting seventy three percent from the floor. Why isn't he getting more shots?
1: Mm, Celtics don't need it. anyone
0: else. Oh, but that's bullshit. Shots. Like, that's like, that's one of those ones where like, if your percentage is that high, you are not shooting enough.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, he's probably leading a league with Mitchell Robinson at
0: 73.6%. Yeah, And he's in shape, unlike Mitchell Robinson. <laughs> so uh, he can afford to touch the ball more. Um,
1: maybe he's going to do a little, like, bunny hook, you know, or something, yep. just to have a. Uh, Besides doing lobs all game. Yeah. I mean, if it's six field goals a game, probably, what, four of those are lob
0: dunks? Yeah, something. probably at least, yeah. So... Probably, probably uh, the 4.4 4 makes. It, it, that probably means he's making uh, four dunk attempts and he's making point four of his other two attempts. So, uh, yeah. Anyway.
1: Uh, Let's swing to, uh, so as we discussed, the lottery is still to come. Um, I think the way the season played out that, I think Eric actually. Well, no, what? Hold
0: on. I'm going to pause you for a second there. Let's take a little break from from fantasy. We'll go back to it. I think people, it's been a long pod. You know, it's been about, it's been been almost an hour. Let's take a little break and talk about this Popeye situation. So I got an email uh, saying that they have a new chicken sandwich flavor at Popeye's the Buffalo Ranch Chicken Sandwich. kind of advertises a blend between the spicy and classic. Uh, we just tried it, uh, and neither of us is that impressed. So I'd say hold your money, right, Ara?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say if, you know, if you, you have somebody who's really scared of spiciness, it's a, a good opportunity for them to uh, get introduced to the world of spice. But, I mean, this is like, you know, trying to take your, like, 60-year-old parents and, like, telling them, like, you can handle spicy, like, and like you know, this is like an apple one. Like Shabir would find this to be like repulsive, I think. But yeah, it's uh, a lot of sauce. Very a
0: lot colorful. of sauce it tasted like nothing.
1: Yeah, you really had to. Yeah, I don't know. You had to like really like, find the epicenter of sauce. Like you found
0: the wet. Thing. You found the wetness, but there was like no taste to it. It's not not mm-hmm. not great. Uh, also, the main thing is that they didn't use the spices like in the chicken that they use for the spicy. Which like the spicy sandwich has, yeah, I believe, a, some, some mm-hmm. yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, we fucked up the order, and they get our biscuits, so that was disappointing. We didn't fuck it
0: up, it's Uber Eats, they fucking scam you. It was Uber Eats? When you order through Uber Eats, they like, take the biscuits off, it's fucking bullshit. And they charge you more money for the whole thing, yeah. and they put a delivery uh, fee on. Joke's on them,
1: we had a $25 off coupon, or 20
0: off coupon. <laughs> we still, we still, what do, what do we want to pay for this? We paid 15 bucks. Yeah. Okay, we would have been better off still, had you just, Oh, well, you didn't drive here, you biked. Yeah, I, I thought about like
1: picking up and putting it in my bike seat, but I don't know, it would have gotten pretty cold to... Uh,
0: yeah, probably.
1: Bucking
0: along Hudson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We would have saved money still, probably.
1: Well, I don't think would have
0: saved money if I picked it up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 no. It would oh, been, like, oh, oh, been like $18, but we got biscuits. Yeah. When you get a biscuit online, it's like $2 a biscuit, which is like, I'm not paying $2 for a biscuit. I'll go <laughs> walk over and we'll pick up some Grand's biscuits from uh, King's. <laughs> All right. Let's get back into it. And, then... what, and this is our last uh, fantasy discussion before we have another little bit of shenanigans, I guess. Okay.
1: Yes. Yeah, well, we should... So, we'll just run through the regular season finish. Uh, despite his best efforts, somehow, uh, I think Levy fucked this up and, like, didn't wind up getting 10th place even. For, like, the best lottery odds, it actually lined up falling to Eric. They tied, and I believe that the tie went to Eric for 10th place. Okay. So he gets the best lottery odds. Uh, oh, he's in
0: a real nice position, then, for next year.
1: Well, I mean, there's a lot of hot names
0: out here. I mean...
1: So we'll see how the lottery ball shake out, obviously, and you know I think uh, I think John got the six seed. So last year, six seed won the lottery. That was think. So I mean, right now the best players available. I just pulled some of them. We have LeBron, Kyrie, Fred Van VanVleet, uh, Zion, maybe Chris Stapps, Rudy Gobert, DeMar DeRozan. Uh, who's uh, who's Zach Levine should be available. And who's standing out
0: to you? Uh, I think it's all going to be about roster fit. Roster fit. Um, right? And, and and who the drafty is. Like, Eric's a really good example. If he gets the first pick, uh, you look at potentially Doncic, Halliburton, and Brunson, and you say, he doesn't need, well, you can either say, I want to go all in on the guards and, like, suffer through, like, the rotation of mediocre bigs all season. Or conventional wisdom says, you, you take a stud big man here and then, like, worry about the rest later. Um, and maybe that's, maybe you got to go for a blend and get like a Pascal Siakam for him. Maybe you like, maybe he says, I'll take Aiton and run it back that way. Um, hmm. Right. Like it gives you the option there. Uh, but then like, maybe he says, I don't trust Aiden after this year. Maybe I want Um But like, you know, maybe I want Miles Turner or Gobert to like really solidify. Uh, but uh, then you have someone like me who I'm like, I have, you know, Murray, Jokic, and, Robert Williams and I'm saying I I need like a true point guard on this roster. I'm probably gonna be looking at someone like Fred Van Vliet, maybe Mitchell if I think the role is right. Um, you know, maybe SGA uh, Garland if you know. Uh, uh, Cleveland's whole guard situation is always wacky and c- confusing and doesn't make sense to opening tip, but you get the idea. I think I think it's really this year going to be come down to fit more than anything because, like you look at this list here, you made like a list of twenty guys and they're all pretty good and. I think they'll all kind of stay at that level. Uh, Chris Depps, I don't really know why he's on this list. Uh, <laughs> he's uh, great when he plays. Sure. Yeah, a... um, <laughs> but, like, you know, I think it's really going to be about fit, projection, and, as always, health, you know? So I think I, – I don't think there's a lock first overall pick as there's been in the past year. Maybe Kyrie, uh, well... assuming you don't need another <laughs> guard. But, but, again, like, that's as much of a lock – never plays. It, But that's as much of a lock as there is on this list. He's the, he's the best – Fantasy player on this list Assuming he plays
1: uh, I will agree with you If everyone was playing all season Yeah, probably Kyrie is the best Prospect you could get here But I mean, you know, I mean I think
0: There's yeah. a case for everyone on this list There's a case for every single guy on this list There's Except for uh, Probably Miles Bridges <laughs> and, Miles. and Desmond Bain So, by the way, you have Desmond Bain here as a third round target And you're telling me Andrew shouldn't take him in the 14th round What are you talking about?
1: I just listed him. I'm listing the players. He's gonna get nine wins. rounds,
0: eleven rounds after his he's valued. Okay. Well, and
1: you're giving him Devin Booker. It's not a the recording has your. But my reaction. point,
0: but my point is, you could get someone else to replace him in, in this spot. Okay. And also have Desmond Bain in the 14th round instead okay. of maybe instead of uh, what's the fuck's his name? Duncan Robinson. I, 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 yeah, <laughs>
1: we're we'll going to Desmond Bain next
0: time. No, it's about value. It's not about Desmond Bain. It's about value. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, but it's that's the value. That's
0: the question. Well, if you're targeting in the third or fourth round. Four
1: I'm not saying I'm targeting, him. I just pulled the names because in the preseason rankings, he's 52 right now. Okay. That's why he came up. Okay. Fair. But I mean, look, the guy, the guy
0: only shot two Well, free wait, throws. he's 52? I feel like Brooke Lopez is just penciled in at 52 every year. <laughs> I don't know how or why. He's just always number 52 in the preseason know. rankings, I think. the last season, but... <laughs> mm. Now he's
1: 213, so I
0: don't know. Do, do you have anything different to add to my thoughts there?
1: No, yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, it depends on your team if, like, you have three healthy guys that you're starting off with or not. But, you know, for me, I don't fucking need to take, out, like, a Kyrie or a LeBron. And, or a PG-13. Yeah, and deal with, like, you know, a chance of them missing half the season being, like,
0: 50-50. Also, so, I don't think I've ever called Paul George PG-13. I just, like, like I saw it there, and that's how you wrote it. And, and like, that's the first time I've ever said that. And I feel name. disgusting, actually. It disgusting. <laughs> it's a stupid nickname.
1: <laughs> I kind of like it, but... Uh. You like, a, you like CP3 a problem for you or
0: are you fine with that? No, because he's CP3. He's always been CP3. I like PG3. Because like
1: Paul George is, it's a name that's like, it's like it's George easy. is too that's too like confusing if you other George. No, but he's ones. like <laughs>
0: he's one of those guys that you just say, like there's people in life that you just say their full like John is John Stein, right? John Stein is always John Stein. Paul George is always Paul George. Right. Generally, I guess generally if it's like a uh, a one syllable first and last name those people tend to like be those like that's, that's what you yeah. call them. You know, Paul George. He's Paul George. You don't need a nickname for it. PG thirteen takes longer to say than Paul George.
1: It's not about speed. And it's not clever. It's, it's not, like, not clever. If I wrote like George or I wrote Paul in this rundown, you wouldn't be able to. If you said PG, understand. if you said
0: PG, I know what you're talking about. PG.
1: Yeah. Could uh-huh. be confusing. You could have like could be Gary Payton. Plake
0: Griffin. You know.
1: I uh, <laughs> uh, you know. uh, just say. Uh, uh. Give us some time.
0: Okay. Next nice podcast,
1: you let us know. If okay, if like you like it or not, uh, anyway, we'll do. I think I'd like, like maybe, like a Rudy Gobert personally, or something like that. Uh, that could be my first target if I was going first. Uh, you and you
0: alone, my friend. <laughs> I'm
1: not scared. Hey, I've already won with Rudy. I'm happy to do it again. But yeah, him or Miles Turner. I have, those are like two, like fairly uh, healthy. I'm starting guys.
0: to get the impression that Gobert's gonna be one that's traded. Uh, and I have, I have, no, have no idea what. Yeah. He should go to, like, Portland. I feel like Portland's, like, just been miss- missing a center for, like, a decade, basically.
1: Well, they had Nurkic, but, I mean, yeah, Nurkic is always hurting stuff. That's a good trade. What, Nurk for Go? Nobody do that. Why not? Utah. What do they want Nurkic for? Because
0: they still need a center. They need
1: a lot more than nah. that. Throw in, I don't well, know. you get throw Josh Hart in. You might have to throw in, like, another one here. Like, the guards or whatever that they have. The younger players, like, little. Where did Josh...
0: Or- did Josh Hart wind up on Utah or... No,
1: he went from Portland Pelicans to Portland and okay. part
0: of the CJ. Deal. Didn't some of those guys go also to Utah in the Joe Ingles deal? Uh, I lost track.
1: Well, Nikhil I, Walker Alexander went to Utah. Okay, right? gotcha. Yes. Okay. So he's now in Utah, kind of doing nothing.
0: But, gotcha. Uh, Until next season.
1: Yeah.
0: All right.
1: All right. Should we move forward? Yeah.
0: Let's go. Let's go on. All right. All right we're done with the fantasy stuff. So, uh, for those of you that are bored by that, me too. So. Uh, Shh. You know. It's the off season. And you yeah, have
1: to start getting creativity going again. So I think for today's segment, we we put some some thought into a new sort of list, but we'll make it more into like a, t- a squad selection. Um, today we're going to be drafting or assembling our ideal four man bank heist crew. Uh,
0: I guess we we should we should set well, rules. I'll set I'll set the boundaries here. When Ira brought it up, he initially said it was like bank robbery partner. What I kind of pushed back on him and say, let's make it a four-man crew. You could paint whatever scenario, like, how, like, what bank you're robbing. Like, you know, are you robbing, like, the local Provident Bank in East Brunswick? Are you robbing, like, you know, some global big-time bank or, like, a safe or a vault? You could choose whatever you want to do, but you have, four, you have a crew of four guys. Um, you know, like, to me, I'm thinking, like, almost like the uh, – what's that movie? The Town, where they're, like, robbing the bank in Boston –
1: Fenway, the Yeah, the Fenway,
0: the part? yeah, like, I'm thinking of that kind of crew, in my, in my brain, is what's going on. I'm gonna let you go first, well, I, I, I'm gonna, well, yeah, I'll let you go first, I'd like to hear your thoughts, then I'll give my thoughts, and, uh, and I'll kind of assemble it on the fly here.
1: Okay, so, my four, and I'm thinking... I'll give you, like, my categories that I'm trying to build from. Okay. Uh, I didn't really include myself in any of them. I don't know if really I'm the best person for the job, to be But
0: you, you have to be in your own heist crew. I have to be All right. Well, Unless you're the brains. Like, you could be the brains and then just rely on the three-man crew. All right.
1: All right. I guess that's fair.
0: Um,
1: all right. So I'm picturing, like, four categories. I'm thinking more of, like, a traditional bank heist, like, uh, opening the dark night or something. Gotcha. Know, like, uh, totally.
0: That's all I got to say. We all know what you mean. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, you know, I want, like, I need my driver. You know, who's going to be with the vehicle, should be able to, you know, take out incoming forces as necessary. Um, I want, like, my front man who's going to come in. I'm expecting more of, like, a – I want somebody who could, like, work the room if I don't want to, like, let everyone know that a heist is in progress. So, like, a distractor. Okay. And then I want my heavy person, you know, who's just going to be the chaos with the gunman.
0: Yep. Okay. Pushing, people, pushing people on the ground yelling at the women like yeah. I'll fucking blow your head off. Doing needs to be done. And yeah. okay. then yeah and
1: the fourth I thought was like kind of like more of like a, a tech like you know getting into the holes like breaking open the vaults running breaking down the you know technology things of those issues. Okay. Um, Alright. So I'll go through my people for each category now. I have my driver. Um, give us some thought to people like you know like Andrew who we've discussed before has like Good experience and high-pressure driving situations with the family, um, which I think is nice to have. Um, I also thought about Corey, who, and we all respect Corey's ability to drive despite not having the, the greatest vehicle at his disposal. I've seen him pump the brakes very hard, <laughs> but uh, I ended up on Dank. Oh, okay. I think uh, I, I think Dan's got like like the man max mentality, where like he won't give a fuck. He will drive where he needs to drive. I also think, like, he has no problem, like, he's not going to, like, drive off with the car and be like, oh, fuck the guys, it's not going to work out, you know? Like, he's in it. I think this is so, a perfect, this is a so perfect... People come in, That that's, that's where I land, don't yeah, like? that,
0: That's pretty damn good, yeah. Okay.
1: All right. Uh, Frontman. man. Um, so I, I gave some thought to, like, yourself, or Duran for this category. Um, you know, your, your stature, I think, always helps, and you know, it's, you know... Nice little Jewish boy. No one's gonna think much nope. of you. Yes, yeah. you know. I think you can get along with a lot of people. Um, Duran, obviously, you know, if there's a mom in there or something, you know, he's gonna shmooze a hot situation. Uh, you know, and they're gonna think, uh, what's this like? What's this global guy doing in here? But I actually wound up landing on Corey, who I
0: think mm, has, yeah, that's pretty good.
1: I think he has like the personality for the job. Like he could get real emotional. He could get really energized. He could get angry. You know, I I think he can hold the room and like, and also I think the bigger stature like will keep the attention on him and the red hair. You know,
0: it's loud like it's gonna he's gonna project. It's gonna I I I like that pick. Okay, and
1: I'll, then oh, or, did you want me doing go into yours You know to. Uh,
0: this okay. may be like you're probably gonna. This is pretty good. I'm like, gonna say the only factor that I'm considering here when I'm building a crew is like trust has to be the number one thing. That's so true. so you know. If I'm running the the heist... But I, I like where you're going. I'd be just let you run away with this because this is pretty fucking good right now. I like your logic. I I would assemble my team pretty much the same way as you, so I'm just going to let you keep going here. I'll argue individuals if I disagree. All
1: right, all right, all right. Um, all right, next up is the heavy. Um, and gave some consideration to Trevier just because I think he's, you know, uh, a superior athlete, in good shape, strong, um, could do some damage if it came to, you know, like... Hand to hand, and then you know he's the Indian guy in the group, which I think you know adds to, adds to the role a little bit. Well, so I'm, factor. I'm
0: just I'm just happy to see you being uh, influenced by the Fast movies. You want to bring some diversity to your squad. Yeah. You, got a, you got a redhead, a normal, an Indian guy. Like you have good diversity
1: it. If it winds up a high situation where we need to bond with the you know, the people we're holding up, it'll probably be good that we have diversity on our side. Sure. Yeah, they'll sympathize a little more. Okay. Yeah. Also, another another contender was Levy, and I've seen him in paintball. The guy, the guy definitely has a mind for you know, operating the guns and everything. He can do dual weapons. You know, he's good with the gaming, quick quick fingers. Um, You know, I think he's the silent type. He kind of has like, you know, like like we know Levy too well, so we don't take him seriously.
0: Well, I think I mean, I mean, here's the problem. The problem is in any actual scenario, he's gonna fold immediately. You can't trust him, right? Well, this you, can, this you, is, you can't. You can't be the selection here.
1: This is part of the conversation where it's like, what, what's the goal of the heist? Is the goal that we all get out alive? Is the goal that we with get with the money, with the money, is it just that I get out alive with the money? Because like I don't think we've he's got my back at end day, you know. Like
0: your whole, you're yeah. okay. This is where see. This is where I come in. The goal of any heist is to have all members successfully get out without any major injuries, other than you know cuts, scrapes, bruises, maybe a broken bone. Everyone gets the amount of money that was pre-promised at the beginning of the of the, of the heist. Yeah, okay, that is your objective of any heist. Okay, all
1: right. So it's it's a full team engagement.
0: Thank Absolutely, you need to. Yeah, it's a team. It's a team sport. Heisting. All right. Hmm. It's not. You're not. I mean, what you just described. If you're trying to get away with the money yourself, I'm not you, trying. To do well, that. I'm saying if that's what you're trying to do, you're either the Joker or you're Ed Norton in the Italian Job, and you don't want to be either of those guys. Okay. <laughs> then, I'm, then we're committing you to an institution. Oh, that's yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. We're horrible Robbie robbie a but we're not robbing
0: each other. You know, we have our principles. A, a small side. Uh, at this happy, work happy hour last week, someone asked me if I'd ever seen The Italian Job. And I'm like, seen? Like, I saw that in theaters. Like, that was like everyone our age saw that movie. Like, that was a huge movie.
1: That wasn't a kid that asked for
0: this? Or who was that? Uh... Well, like, I work with, like, younger people. Mm. So, like, 22, 23. Yeah, okay. Like, you, know what, heist, you know what a heist movie all The Italian Job. And I'm like... Yeah, like have you seen it? Like, yeah, we all saw it. <laughs> all
1: right. So after our conversation, I I think I have a good feel for him. But I decided I want my heavy to be
0: Eric. Actually. The the oh yeah, yeah. I'm I I'm with it. Yeah.
1: I I, guess, I I just feel like there's like a good level of like he's very in shape. I think you know. I think he could do anything that needs to be done in the situation. I think he's gonna have my back. Um, and you know, like things are gonna have to get violent in there. And you know, I just feel it's. I think the, the person who's most likely to go down in the job is
0: probably your heavy. So, like... Mm. Oh, yeah, oh don't say anymore. That's heavy <laughs> you mean. But I would also add that he's very even-keeled, generally, so I think he would make a good heavy in this situation. Yeah, I think he's He's not going yeah. to okay. be the guy, like... You know, sometimes you get a heavy that's, like, shooting people for fun and for sport. He's only going to do it if he needs to do it, but he'll do it when he needs to get done, I think.
1: Right, right. yeah, like an assassin mentality, a yeah. mercenary. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then the last role I had... Like I said, I don't think I fit well in any of these, but I guess if I had to be like, you know, kind of like the tech, the, the person who's going to like work the vaults, like going to go through the gutters, like climbing the ceiling, uh, you know, the AC ventilation system. I mean, I thought, you know, I consider like a Garrett or a Justin, who I think are more suited to this sphere out of any of them. But like, like I can see what your skepticism, like uh, it, it, probably neither one is up to the task.
0: If this is, okay, let's just start here. The least suited for a heist in our, in our friend group is Garrett. He should have been thrown oh, out from for considering.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty close.
0: It's pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> you know what did it for me. It I had it as Garrett in my head, but then I was picturing Justin climbing through the through, through something, and now I'm just laughing. <laughs> <laughs> we almost made it through a whole podcast not being mean to him. We were this close. Yeah,
1: this is a compliment that we don't think that they're gonna rob a bank. You know?
0: I, mean... I think I could do this job personally. Um... See, when you said tech, like when we were texting about this, I thought you meant like the guy sitting in the van, like on the laptop. And sh- I'm yeah. picturing like in the bank. You're like maybe
1: they pull out a laptop and have to like, you know, get around the system. So
0: that, that is generally the lead of the crew is doing that part. Because they have the, the skill to get into the into the vault, if that's necessarily, or like to persuade yeah, the person with the key, like, and they're like bagging it up. That to me is honestly the least skilled <clears throat> job. I, I don't think it requires a high amount of skill, it just... Uh, requires diligence and you're gonna maybe need to shoot somebody too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than the true heavy that's like out in front making sure the cops don't come by. Like that's the that's the person that like has a has a big responsibility to do this like, tech person also
1: be the one this would also be the or I guess the frontman would be as one that negotiates with like the cops
0: or whatever if like we're in like a stand up situation. That's my impression, yeah. They'd be talking to the negotiator. Okay. Alright. So mm-hmm. now now my brain is going a lot to um, inside job.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Which I is, which is, I think, really where you, how your mind is going for this whole thing. The
1: negotiations. I don't know if I want Corey to, as
0: my as my lead negotiator. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is a fantasy basketball <laughs> podcast. <laughs> the guys are in more deals. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh-
0: Oh God.
1: Uh, I think the, I think for for this last row, I, I wind up landing on John, who I think is very like very agile, very agile still despite being like his like gumby phase. Oh, yeah, that's perfect
0: step. Yeah,
1: you know, obviously he's gonna like jump into like the AC system and crawl through whatever he has to crawl through. and he can handle the
0: actual technical portions of that Yes. Know, role as yeah, well. I
1: think that whatever systems he runs up against, he probably has the ability to build something to get around it. Um, so yeah A little concerned If like John is Like John might get stuck On something That he like wants to figure out In the bank Like for next time And like You know if we're He's doing
0: gonna, too He's <laughs> See like And this is a good point That we kind of Touched on earlier He's going to be the guy That gets a little too greedy Which is always something Something you have to worry about In any heist movie uh, You know Not sure if you saw Baby Driver Like that's a big theme of that movie Like just getting a little Too greedy all the time mm-hmm. and, and, and wanting a little bit more I could see him like Oh, like, while I'm in here, like, why don't I, like, steal everyone's social security numbers from the bank? And, like, he winds up red flagging <laughs> you guys and you can, and then you all get caught because of that, you know? Yeah. But I do think John will be the best for this job. I think it's a good crew you've assembled here on your first round, um, And I'm not offended that I've been left off the team because I'm not sure that I'd be very good at robbing a bank either. I, I, I don't think I fit in any of the categories that well. Uh, maybe, maybe the front man. I could probably keep a cool head. And, and you know I like to talk to the manager, as you like to say. <laughs> so uh, I can handle that bit. But I think I like your team. And uh, well done, Ira. Well done. Thanks,
1: thanks. Yeah, I think it was a good exercise. Try to touch everybody in there.
0: Baby Driver is a good one if you haven't seen that movie. Th- that one, like, Kevin Spacey is like what you're thinking. Like, the head, the planner guy never goes on the actual no
1: car.
0: And then they have, like, a four-man crew, basically, for mm-hmm. every every job. And the way he assembles it is like the same crew like never works together twice or some shit like that or like the same like no three people work together twice because then okay. it can be mapped more easily or something like that very okay. interesting stuff
1: like all right i think what are we at now in this part two?
0: Oh yeah we're, we're at like an hour 20 yeah all right
1: i think you know all we got left now is I mean, just do a final check in well yeah and congratulations on your new job i guess you'll be starting in the near future
0: and it's to big, you and to you as well yeah
1: it's a big, <laughs> big new job nice
0: to record on wednesday afternoon uh, for, for for everyone's knowledge, Iris starting a new job Monday also right. Monday, yep. Uh, we're both starting Monday, May ninth. Um, Iris starting at Ernst and Young in Hoboken, and uh, he's doing risk, right? You want to?
1: Correct.
0: Yeah. Uh, so like basically, Amy, risk. Amy's kind of career path is like that kind of thing. Um, so like the risk IT audit side of things. Um, I'll be moving over In a similar role To one of my current clients Called Jaris. Uh Very exciting stuff um, So yeah Big big moves for both of us but Pod's growing pods, pod's growing You know Hopefully we'll still have time For all this uh, Especially in Ira's new busy season uh, As I keep You know That may be the biggest change To our fantasy league next year That Ira's new busy season uh, He'll have to sneak off To the bathroom I'll tell him all my tricks For setting your, setting your rosters In busy season But uh, Yeah it's exciting stuff But you know, the next big event for everyone, uh, you know, other than Mother's Day and, and yada, 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 is uh, Ira's yes. wedding. Yada, yada, we're we're yada. less than a month away. 25 days.
1: Final count.
0: Right? 20, is it 29th? Correct. It's yeah. 29th.
1: So, yeah, 25 days to go. I'm ready. Right and check the wedding box. and ready, ready, ready to be done, yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: Being engaged is the worst, as I've said for years.
1: Well, I know. Are you ever, I ever want to be engaged
0: for like... More, more than, than a year, years? right? Yeah. 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 It's just pointless. It's insane. People are like, oh, like, that way you take time to... No, no. This, this, it's more. It's just more this stress. No, like
1: trickery. Like oh, if you have an extra month, like then you'll get this. No. You you feel
0: like anything in life. You feel the amount of space you have, right? That's that's it. If it's a year or three mm-hmm. years, you're gonna you're gonna fill that with all the anxiety and drama and trouble. Uh, it's just gonna consume more of your life, pretty mm-hmm.
1: much. Uh, I think it should be fun. I'm looking forward to assembling the masses. It'll be. Well, I guess what our third. I guess this will be the last one for a while for all of our.
0: Uh, I think no one else is of engagement To my knowledge In uh, the next You know yeah. Year or so So
1: Yeah no, But yeah Hopefully it's not like uh, Elon's wedding Where the world ends Afterwards or anything
0: Yeah that was pretty much Once in a lifetime thing I hope So uh, I'm mm-hmm. sure it'll be fine
1: There Rovers waiters out there Who are,
0: uh, uh-huh. And
1: you know, uh, A lot of theatrics But <laughs> it's all right. I'm optimistic Everyone will be able To have the babies They want to have And uh, we'll keep on having uh, Having the
0: babies Is not going to be the problem Ira
1: Or aborting babies
0: Well there we go uh, yeah, wow, that's a downer. Uh, <laughs> anything we should be looking forward to you to about your wedding, your wedding weekend, anything like that?
1: Uh, looking forward to, I don't know. I mean, I'm looking forward to your toast, Paul. You know, I think that'll be the entertainment for the night. You got your mic set up and everything, you know, entertain the crowd. Um, I don't think there'll be any Disney hits, so you know, maybe just one slow dance with my mother. But yeah, I don't think there'll be any. You're on. doing a
0: Disney song with your mom.
1: Yeah, you know, like the uh, you'll be in
0: my. In, be you know, right, that's what I figured. Class, do. yeah Okay. Um, okay, good. We're not going to do, do Mulan? No, there's not going to be Mulan. Is there an after party in which we might do Mulan? Mm, there's no played after party that. We'll be
1: doing Mulan. Nah, it That'll they, be pretty low. Is step.
0: it a band or DJ? It's a band. What's the name of the band? <laughs> I don't
1: know if they do Mulan. It's called well, the, well, uh, What if I call
0: them up and ask them to do Mulan? Okay,
1: yeah. You gotta follow that. It's like Atomic Funk Project or something. Okay. Oh, is
0: that, that's who Sam used, I think, isn't it? I don't know. Atomic? I could be wrong. It sounds very familiar. I feel like I've been same your sister. Yeah, I could be wrong. Uh, got me. But
1: yeah, that's what it's called. Uh, Yeah, Tommy Funk project.
0: Um, Well, I may have to make a phone call and see if they can learn it for your wedding.
1: All right. Well, you'll
0: perform. We'll we'll take your we'll take your mom out of the room for a we'll see minute. If
1: we, uh, let's get out of there alive, but, you know,
0: uh... well, see what you're gonna see is that like all these little things that like right now she said like, it's going I'm gonna be mad if this happens on the wedding day and you're like like I gotta worry about that. It all goes out the window on the wedding day. Once you're once you're in the moment, like this is what I this is my advice I'll give to you. You like to think a lot about what's you know what people are thinking, what's going on around. Just live in the moment on your wedding day. It's like the only chance you ever have to like truly be in the moment. It's like about you. Don't worry about anyone else. Just like make sure you and her are having a good time together. You're together. Like everyone's celebrating you. Just enjoy it because it's never going to happen again and it's a very special time and, and the more in the moment you are, the better it is. Don't worry about anything else. Don't worry about the little details that are going wrong because it happens at every wedding. Uh, by the way, did you get 100% RCP? To your wedding?
1: Did I get 100%? Yeah. Yeses, are they all
0: in? Yeah. Uh, what do you mean 100%? What's your, what's your uh, rate of acceptance for your wedding? Uh, my rate? Yeah. Uh, there's a reason I asked this question right now.
1: I can pull
0: it off quickly. Give so, uh, me an approximate. Uh, I
1: think we invited like 145.
0: And uh-huh. We have like 120. What did I... Okay. Amy and I told you before this wedding, no matter how many you invite, there's a run, a certain rate that will not come, even if you think that every single person is going to come. Everything we've been telling you all this time is, is just knowledge that you acquire as you go through all this. What I'm telling you is, is try, try to be in the moment, enjoy it, and, and make it the best day. You know? Just be there. Don't worry about the little shit that goes wrong and that will inevitably go wrong. Some flower's gonna get fucked up on the table. You know, Some centerpiece is gonna get moved. Some, someone in your family is gonna do something that bothers you or annoys you or something like that. Don't worry about any of it. You know, make fun of it afterwards, but while you're in the moment, just enjoy the day. And, I, and make sure to give Leanna the same advice as well. Oh, she'll hear when she listens to this podcast because I'm sure she listens to this podcast.
1: I don't think so, but uh, oh, I'm looking forward to getting there. But yeah, this is our last pod for now, and uh, yeah, when we come back in, we'll be newly employed and newly wedded and, and uh, in the fantasy offseason, maybe,
0: maybe some new rules coming in. You know, we never know. We'll be manager meeting up, hopefully. So uh, yeah, let's all talk. We'll set some dates for manager's meeting, and uh, or at least uh, manager zoom and, and party, and uh, It'll be a good good summer, everybody.
1: Scan yeah. it on.